0: to Here Are My Thoughts, a podcast dedicated to sharing thoughts, opinions, and reactions in the hopes of sparking the same in you. I'm really excited for you to be here. Let's dive on in. Here are my thoughts. Welcome, everyone, to this week's episode of the podcast. Last week, I was feeling kind of sick, both physically and mentally, slash emotionally to BH. Um, And it just, I always want the episodes to feel authentic and real and talk about things that are timely and, you know, I've felt some sort of inspiration to talk about. Um, And I never want it to be fake or forced or anything. So no new episode last week, but we are back this week. Uh, We are also amidst traveling and we will be traveling for a little while. So I'm in a different location than normal. Um, not a super ideal setup, but that is a-okay. The dog is mere feet away from me and she likes to bark at nothing. So we will see how this goes, but we are all about progress and not perfection. And why wait? Let's dive in. Here we go. Today, we're talking about regrets it is the end of December, so we are wrapping up on the year 2021. We are looking ahead to the year 2022, um, and you're we're just getting into the season where there is a lot of, you know, what has happened this year, what has gone on, what did our Spotify playlist tell us about ourselves and our personalities, what we listen to, right? It is that quintessential time of the year when we start looking back at the year as a whole and have a lot of additional reflection time kind of built in. This time of year can be very joyous and very exciting and filled with love and memories and all sorts of greatness. It also can be very triggering and it can include, you know, a lot of heavy emotions and heavy weight and not always the best feelings when it comes to you know, connections and the year we've had and everything else that we're going on. There can be losses and grief that we might be experiencing, and there might be um, just nerves or trepidation to, you know, things that are coming up in the future, right? This is a potentially heavy time of the year for folks. And I wanted to dive into the topic about regrets Because of all of the reflection, because of sometimes the heaviness we can feel this time of year, I think the concept of regrets and feeling regretful is very timely right now. So when it comes to regrets, my thoughts on the matter is I really don't feel like there's anything in my life I regret. Yes, I have absolutely made some questionable decisions in the past, 100%. I have made poor financial decisions. I have made poor investments in people and relationships, uh, things, right? I've, I've given more time than I should have to things that weren't necessarily serving me that I probably should have stopped sooner than I did, 100%. You know, there's a lot of things that have transpired that maybe looking back, I'm like, oh. I don't know if that was maybe the best decision. And at the same time, I don't think there is anything that I can point my finger at and say, I would take that back or I would change that. Maybe there are some things that I would want to like tweak a little bit. But at the same time, when I look back, I don't really think I would make changes And the reason why is because everything that I have done, everything I have said, everything from my past has led me to where I am today. And where I am today is not perfect. No, no, no. There are a lot of things that I would like that I don't have. There are a lot of things that I would maybe make some adjustments or changes to, Belle is just like in total agreement with this concept, but, you know, there, you know, life isn't exactly where it could be, where I always wanted to be. You know, I don't have this perfect, everything's figured out, squared away life at all. But at the end of the day, when I lay my head down, I feel good. Not every day and not all day every day, but overall where my life has taken me, where, you know, where I am now, how things have transpired. I feel very fortunate and very grateful to be where I'm at in my life. And yes, there are things that I'm working towards. Yes, there are things that I'm progressing. Yes, there are things that I want that I haven't accomplished yet or I haven't acquired yet, whatever those things might be, but I do feel good overall about where life has taken me and and who I've become, who I've developed into, the people that I have in my life that bring me joy and bring me energy and help to fulfill my cup and the decisions I make and the way that I'm able to connect with people in my own unique way. All of that, I'm really happy about and really grateful for and Honestly, if I were to go back and make changes, I may not be where I am right now. Technically, maybe I might be in a place where I'm even better and even joyous, but I don't want to get so wrapped up in the idea of what if or what could have been to make myself feel regretful. There's always going to be that what if. There's always going to be that what could have been, but... I, you, we have to trust that we made the best decisions in the moment. That we, when we were doing things, deciding things, making the plans that we did, whatever it might be, we were doing so with the best information, the best intentions at that time. We just have to trust that that's the case, that we were doing the best we could. In that particular time, in that season, in that moment, we had, you know, we did what we could with the information we had on hand, et cetera. Leaning into that concept really allows us to trust the process of where we have come and who we are today. I'm a very big believer, although sometimes it's very difficult in the moment, but I'm a very big believer that we are exactly where we are meant to be in the moment that we are meant to be there. Sometimes that moment is absolute shit, right? Sometimes it sucks a thousand percent. Sometimes it takes a really fucking long time for us to look back and be like, aha, That's why I was in that moment. That's what I had to learn. That's why that thing happened to slash for me so that I could do X, Y, and Z from there. Yep, sometimes that takes a really long time. And sometimes, again, it can be really, really hard and painful in that moment. The way I look at it, though, is that if we can't believe that this is meant to be where we're at, well, then... I don't know. I think it just creates this, like, it it does create this, like, regretfulness. It does create this sort of, like, kind of feeling that, you know, if there's no, if we're not believing in a higher purpose or a higher reason, and it doesn't have to be, like, a higher power necessarily, but if we don't have the belief that, you know, this is meant to be where we're at right now, then I think it becomes easier to get, drugged down in the sludge and the gross and the ickiness of whatever that moment might be. Now, again, I do not want anybody to have to suffer for suffer's sake. I don't think that's good. I also, right, don't think that people need to go through some kind of abuse, whether that is emotional or physical or mental or verbal or spiritual or financial or whatever it might be you know, I don't feel like people need to be hurt in order to learn something. I don't feel that way at all, at all, at all. Because that really is, you know, right, that's suffering for suffering's sake. And I I don't think that we need that in order to grow and develop. That all being said, when we're in those moments of like, Oh, I you know I I'm not where I want to be financially, or I'm not where I want to be in my career, or I'm not where I want to be in this relationship or whatever it might be. You know, sometimes we have to go through that. Sometimes we have to feel those emotions and go through those experiences and live that season to its completion. And it will end, right? Hard seasons do end eventually, and sometimes you know, they, they may take us longer to get to that end point than, than always what we want or what we need looking back. But, you know, we will get to that point. And until then, right, it's just this idea of, you know, sometimes we got to live through that and experience what we're experiencing, because for some reason, we are going to come out on the other side A better person, a changed person, a more developed person, someone who has grown in a certain kind of way. Now, thinking back again on those regrets, yes, there have been lots of things that, like I said, you know, looking back were not good decisions that I made. And, you know, some of them I just don't like. Some of them I'm kind of ashamed of. And whatever it might be, at the end of the day, those things happened. And I'm here now (laughs) living, you know, the life that I have. And I think from those struggles, from those, you know, things, I've developed a way to connect that is unique to me. So, right, financial struggles, I have lost so many hours of sleep with troubles. And, you know, there are times when, I was living on $50 a month after paying bills and I couldn't afford dog food. So I was feeding bell ramen noodles with me, right? Like not great um, places to be. And now because of that, I can give some kick-ass financial <laughs> information to people because of all of the things that I had to struggle with. I had to research and learn and do all of this stuff. And now I can share that information with other people so that they don't necessarily make the same decisions that I did or same mistakes that I did and they will go through their own, you know, their own things, their own mistakes, their own stumbling blocks and come out, you know, in their own path, in their own way and if I can ease some of the burdens off of other people or maybe make the fall a little less sharp, that's, I mean, I think that's good. I think that's a way of connecting with people. All of my struggles with mental health, with my depression or social anxiety or general or anxiety or OCD, all of that, yes, those are daily struggles at times. And yet I can use those pieces as a way of connecting to my students or to my friends or to my partner or to my family or to strangers on the street. And it has created a different sense of empathy within me simply because I can relate to people in a way that not everybody can. If you do not or have not experienced depression, it's really hard to fully understand and grasp what depression can do to you and it's very difficult to articulate it or know sort of the ins and outs, and yes, it's different for everybody, but you know without experiencing it yourself, it's really hard to even create a foundation of what that can look like or feel like or what it could do for a person. But for me as somebody who has it, even though there are definite times I really wish I didn't because it's it's really fucking hard, it has allowed me to connect and to empathize and to show up for people in a way that maybe somebody else wouldn't be able to, right? Um, I've mentioned this before and, you know, trigger warning, talking about sexual assault. But, I mean, I've experienced my own sexual assault, you know, at, at the hands of friends and people that I thought cared about me. And while I, again, don't wish that upon somebody else so that they could, you know, quote, learn from it, I can now use that experience as a way of connecting to people that somebody who's never experienced it maybe can't and i can talk about these these often difficult topics sexual assault suicide ideation you know the the struggles of anxiety and whatnot like i can talk about these things in a way that isn't textbook or clinical or from an outsider's perspective because i've experienced them myself and i can give my personal experience and personal story and Personal interpretation of these things because I have lived them. So while they may not be highlights or anywhere close to highlights in my life, they're also not necessarily regrets because I don't want to take away that connection. Although those things are not good, I don't want to take away the connections that they have provided me and the ways I've been able to reach out to other people through those experiences. So circling back, right, I don't want us to look back on the year or the last couple of years or right we're approaching maybe a milestone birthday or something and I don't want us to look back on that time with a regret. I want us instead to look back on that time and just reflect and maybe think about what have those decisions, those words, those moments, what have they provided us? And again, I don't want people suffering for suffering's sake or wish anybody any ill harm just so that they can learn and grow and develop. And if you have experienced something that maybe looking back makes you go, ooh, or cringe or, you know, is something that could be considered a regret if you allowed it to be, instead of looking at it that way I want us to reframe it of what has that provided for us what have we learned from it what could we learn from it and it's not a way of just brushing it off or dismissing it and it's not a way of minimizing how painful that could have been it is a way of honoring what has happened in a way that doesn't make us feel Fall victim to it over and over and over again. It's a way of taking this experience and rising above it, of coming out on the other side and not letting this icky, gross ish thing that has happened, whether we chose it or not, it's not letting that win. It is saying, you know what, this has happened. I'm acknowledging that this has happened, but I'm not going to let it own me. That's the thing about regret. Regret has the power to own us in a way that really takes over kind of everything that could permeate into all of these other areas of our life if we allow it to. So by reframing at it and you know looking at it from this other lens of what did it provide us, we're giving ourselves really the opportunity to rise above that and not let it win, not let it take over, not let it own us in a way that is not driven by us. I want us to have lives that we are driven by and really are in control of. And I think That is something that when we're looking at regrets, we have the ability to reframe it and take control because we're not letting it own us and because we're looking at it as an opportunity of what it provided versus what we didn't get. Now, let's switch gears ever so slightly and talk about regret in the form of what we don't do. So far, it's been all about things that we have done, But how about the things that we haven't done? And this is the really interesting piece. I, again, want us to not dwell on the regrets and the things that we haven't done. But instead, if you are feeling that type of like, oh, I wish I would have done X, Y, and Z, or I wish I would have done this sooner or whatever it might be, use that as an opportunity once again to think, like to find ways to live your life where you don't have regrets, right? There's a lot of fear, I think, that gets mixed in with this. And I do think that fear is a driving force in those decisions where we look back and we're like, oh, I wish I would have done this. Or I wish I would have done this sooner. Or I wish I would have just said yes to that opportunity instead of saying no. Okay? I think... The decision that has led us to not do something probably has some type of fear or anxiousness or self-doubt as a portion of it. So to counter that, living a life where we are saying yes to opportunities and where we are taking chances and taking risks and going out on a limb It doesn't have to be huge. It doesn't have to be these gigantic changes. We can all start with little baby steps and small tweaks, but you only, we, right? We only have one life. I remember ages ago, back when I was living in Oklahoma, I had this epiphany one day of I only have this one life and this one life is mine. And I need to start living it for myself. I can't live it for my family. I can't live it for other people. I have to live it for myself because when I go to bed at the end of the day and I lay my head down, I am the one who has to live with the decisions that I did or did not make. Nobody else, no one else is going to have to live that or experience it. So I need to do things for me that make me happy and me feel fulfilled and create spaciousness in my life and feed into my energy because at the end of the day, I have to live with that. Nobody else does. And it's really, really difficult. I am a massive people pleaser. It's so bad sometimes. And there are a lot of things that I overthink and I get nervous about and I feel a lot of fear and anxiety. And there are plenty of times when my people-pleasing, my fear, my anxiousness, my self-doubt, my self-esteem creep up and they take the wheel and they drive my actions. And those are the days that when I go to bed, I'm like, oh, I don't feel good about whatever it was that I didn't do because of these certain decisions. So what we need to do is find ways to regain control, to regain that position and the driver's seat where we are making the decisions and driving the decisions towards things that are going to be fulfilling and that are going to make us happy. So that when we go to bed at the end of the day, we can say, yeah, I did that. And yes, it's going to be scary AF, 100%. And we are going to stumble and we are going to make mistakes and we are going to cower away and we're going to take 15 steps back for every two steps forward, 100%. Because that is the roller coaster that is life. And to continue making those decisions to continue making that progress forward, to not just backslide and backslide and backslide and backslide and just let fear drive, drive, drive all the time. At some point, we got to put our foot down, pump that brake and say, no, no, fear is not going to drive us anymore. Anxiousness is no longer in control lack of self-confidence is no longer going to be the pilot of this plane. No, no. It is those acts of rebellion, if you will, that are going to drive us towards a life where we go to bed at the end of the day and we say, "Hail, yes, I did the damn thing. I accomplished that. I conquered that fear. Nobody again is going to do that for us. We have to do that for ourselves And yeah, like I said, it's going to be hard, but we have to do it because I think more than anything I have done, I regret things that I haven't done or things that I haven't done sooner. And again, I wouldn't necessarily change that because I don't want regret to drive my life and to just do in that feeling of regret And all of those decisions to act or not to act have led me to where I am. All of that still rings true. But when I look back on the things that I would quote unquote regret, a lot of it are things that I didn't do. I didn't do that tryout. I didn't contact that friend. It's those pieces that live in my head more so than the things that I did do. And yes, Some of the things that I have done are scary or were risky, and I did them anyway. And especially in those moments where something was nerve-wracking, but I said, F that, I'm doing it anyway, I have found those to be probably the most fulfilling things that I have done. Whenever I have taken a chance, whenever I've done something that people have looked at me and been like, Hannah, what the hell? Why are you doing that? Anytime those kinds of pieces have come up and I did it anyway, I've found the most happiness, the most fulfilling, the most soul enriching of those experiences to come from those pieces, to come from those moments. I hardly regret the things that I have done versus the things that I haven't done in comparison So again, if you're feeling that fear or that nervousness, 100% completely valid, we're going to continue to feel those things. That's just the nature of it all. I just don't want us to live in that ish all of the time or even majority of the time and finding ways to empower ourselves to say yes when we could have said no, to start that thing sooner rather than later, to not wait For perfection before we begin to look for progress instead. I want us moving forward to work on that and think about that and find ways to add that into our lives instead of letting that fear drive us to maybe not do something. As we reflect on this past year, And when we look ahead to where we're going, to really two part what are the things that I did do that maybe are causing me to feel some kind of way? And what did they instead provide me? So, flipping that script a little bit. And then also, when we reflect on the things that we didn't do, asking ourselves why, what was the motivation in that time period that I didn't do that thing? And then, How can I counter that so that if I'm feeling that way again, how can I counter it so that instead of saying no, I I say yes instead? Two-part process there. And it's nice this time of year when we can kind of take a pause and do the reflection even though it can be very anxiety-inducing. But it is nice to give ourselves a little bit of that space and fill it with some of these intentional practices so that we don't go stumbling into this new year like, ooh, kind of feeling. And I, again, I mentioned this last year, I'm not about resolutions or anything, but I am into reflection and I am into intentionally looking back in order to look forward as well as intentionally using those pieces to help us live in the present. Because the past, yesterday, right, is gone. The future, not promised to us. We have no idea. We have some, you know, really no control over what happens to us in the future, more or less, right? But the here and now, we absolutely have control over to what we do, what we think, what we say, what we decide, how we act, how we react, et cetera. So intentionally reflecting in order to move us forward and grow and develop and intentionally looking back at these things and then putting them into practice so that we can be our best selves in this present moment. Then finally, to kind of wrap up this whole topic, I wanted to sort of leave you all with a quote that I found to be very like tied to this particular topic, it's so funny. Quick, quick side note. So I am a granola person, if you will, a hippie, bohemian, free spirit, granola, whatever you want to call me. That is me. Um, I think I've always been a little bit this way, but as I've gotten older, I've just leaned into it a whole lot more. And it really is bewildering how things just show up. So I've known I wanted to talk about the topic of regret for a few weeks. Like I, you know, I'd kind of thought about this and was just waiting for the timing for the words and, you know, the inspiration. And then I think it was sometime like last week I found this quote and I was like, oh, girl, oh snap. Because it just, it doesn't even mention the word regret, but it just tied to this topic so perfectly and poignantly that I was like, Oh shit, the spirit moves in such a wild way. Like it's just, if you allow yourself to let like the universe speak to you, it is weird and wonderful and wild how it can do that. And if you want to talk more about it, we can do a whole episode on it and, or we can just talk one-on-one. So just let me know. It's, it's so interesting. Okay. Anyway, So the quote is actually coming from Oprah. So fantastic human. And the quote is, Forgiveness is giving up the hope that the past could have been any different. It's accepting the past for what it was and using this moment and this time to help yourself move forward. Are you kidding me with this, Oprah? That is so good. I have never thought of forgiveness in that particular way. But when you sit and think about it, I had to read this quote like three or four times because it just took me by surprise and I just love it. But the idea of forgiveness being this letting go, this letting yourself know that, look, This past couldn't have been any different that it just, whatever has happened has happened. You can't go back and change it. You can't, you know, go back and tweak things and just accepting it, even if it feels like ish, even if you're like, oh, I do not like how this thing transpired, but accepting that for what it was and just saying, you know what, that, that happened. That's, that was what it was and accepting that. And then instead of just like dwelling in that suck for a while, using that as a moment to help heal and push forward and grow and say, okay, this thing happened and it feels icky, but I'm not going to dwell in it. Instead, I'm going to take this as a moment and say, how do I make sure that this does not happen again? The fact that that is how she was describing forgiveness, I have never heard forgiveness articulated in that way before and I thought it was such a beautiful way of saying it and reflected back on this concept of regret because regret is holding on to this thing that you wanted to be different and dwelling in it and it is this not letting go of something the way that it happened the way that it had transpired So forgiveness is that opposite effect of actually letting it go and moving forward and learning from it and really just using it as a way to push yourself forward and to help yourself help yourself. And I just loved it. I'll put it in the description. I think it was such a great quote. I'm just loving it so much and just words of wisdom that I wanted to leave you all with because I just thought it was so great. So I hope that that also struck a chord with you as well. So one more time, forgiveness is giving up the hope that the past could have been any different. It's accepting the past for what it was and using this moment and this time to help yourself move forward. Today's top three. I'll keep it short and simple and to the point. I more or less recently had a beautiful weekend with friends. Um, Making friends as an adult is very difficult but I got to spend some quality time with friends at Epcot and it was just wonderful and beautiful spending the day with them and enjoying the weather and enjoying Disney and just being with people that I greatly enjoy spending time with. And then I followed that up with the next day, I traveled a couple of hours and I met up with people who I've only prior to this ever connected via Instagram and just meeting them for the first time in person. And we spent the day at the beach and I went into the Atlantic Ocean and there was sun and oh gosh, it was just magical. And I, with my social anxiety, can get really uh just uh nervous we'll say and shy and i doubt myself but i was like screw that i'm going for it i'm spending the time with these and it, it's going to work out and it was so good it was such a good experience and a great weekend and i have been every day now kind of doing like a like a meditation manifesting practice and i even had said i'm going to have great days on both of these days and it was it was so wonderful so time well spent with good people is just soul enriching and it felt really nice. I also have started a calligraphy course. Um, I have loved calligraphy since I was a kid. I used to have these calligraphy pens that I sucked at, but I love them and I've always thought it was beautiful. I just didn't know what the hell I was doing. Um, And I do faux calligraphy in my bullet journal and I, you know, I love stationery and creativity through that and Um, I invested in a calligraphy course and I'm really excited and I've blown through a lot of the lessons, you know, very quickly, which is a good sign. And this is a two-parter for me. I am great at starting things, not always great at finishing them. And I'm going to actually complete this course and it's going to be wonderful. Um, It's going to be so good. And then also just to like learn this beautiful art form. So it's kind of a two-part that I'm excited about. And then the third thing is that through this calligraphy course, The teacher mentioned this online virtual retreat, and it actually started today, the day that I'm recording this. And I'm so excited. It's a very (laughs) granola retreat. It's called Woman Unleashed, and it's all about like connecting to spirit and tapping into your creativity and just using your body and finding movement and harnessing and, you know, tapping into your passion and your purpose and allowing these things to all come together and coalesce into this like beautiful manifestation and goals and and life's purpose and just like, yes, like just, oh, everything goodness. So The retreat started today. I'm so jazzed. I decorated, you know, my journal over the weekend. I'm about to watch, you know, the opening sessions. They're pre-recorded so you can watch them on your own time, which is incredibly helpful. Um, And I'm just so freaking jazzed to like be in it and just tap into this, you know, side of me and open myself up to these experiences. And you know what, whatever moves you whether it is you know anything granola related like me or whether it's like more analytical or if it's whatever, whatever your GM is, I just hope that you can like lean into it and be unapologetic about it and just like, oh, just feel so good in the amazingness. And that is something that I wish for all of you to be able to experience. Thank you so much for joining me on this week's episode of the podcast. I loved making this episode. So I really hope that, you know, some of these pieces really resonated with you in some kind of way. So, ugh, I feel so good doing this, like so freaking good after this episode. So I'm hoping that you are also feeling really good too couple quick notes. Uh, The next couple weeks, like I mentioned earlier, I'm going to be traveling and it's kind of the holiday season for me. So I am going to be off the rest of this year, which is bananas. But I will see you again in the new year for the next episode. So whatever you're doing, if you are traveling, if you are celebrating this holiday season, if you are like, nope, that's not me. Whatever is going on in your life, I hope that it is wonderful and magical. And I just wish you all the very best all of the time. And as a quick reminder, just remember that you will likely not regret anything that you have done. It will be the things that you don't do that will torment you. I say that because my partner sent me this cute little like Aries motto. um, And it just, again, opened it up to spirit. It just related so well to this topic. And then I responded back hey, that's exactly like the topic of my podcast I'm recording. And he goes, Ugh, of course it is, because that's just how it is. This doesn't matter, but it's whatever. So anyway, I hope you had a great time. I hope that you spend this season reflecting and just thinking about all of your amazingness and your awesomeness and everything that has brought you to where you are today. And I hope you move forward and live in this moment and just be your awesome self and I'm always here. If you ever need any additional support or love or light or warmth in your life, just hit me up. And again, I hope that something in this episode really resonated with you. And I hope that whatever it is that you are up to these next couple of weeks, I hope that it is amazing and magical and just a wonderful, wonderful time for you. So I wish you all the very best in the coming weeks and always. Love yourself, love others, and we will talk again soon.